welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes today. Super excited, sitting down with the one and only Tyler Booth. Finally made it out to Vegas, finally got into the Toad's Tunes Country AF Radio Studios. We got to talk Jamie Johnson, George Strait, growing up in Kentucky, sharing some time in Nashville, Tennessee, getting out on the road with John Party, Dwight Yoakam, Darius Rucker. We even talked chicken wings and PlayStation. Yeah, we talked about Asian Jason. You know what? Enough's enough. Let's get to know Tyler Booth. Ain't no place I can hide. Every corner that I turn, every sunset that I burn, every dirt. Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes today, sitting with Tyler Booth. Welcome to Vegas. Welcome to Stoney's. Thank you so much, Toad. Uh, this place you got here is just awesome, and I cannot wait for tonight. It's going to be a blast. It'll be fun, I think. I looked back, and we've been talking a couple years about getting your butt out here, so we finally did it. I'm excited. Finally did it. Uh, you know, whenever COVID broke, all of my shows uh, kept getting postponed, and we didn't know when we were going to play again, but now it feels like back uh, to normal. we're getting some wind and, and getting back after it again. I got a show that... Uh, has been put off now for like three years uh, with Willie Nelson at the CMA. I'm hoping that one comes around. But uh, anyway, I'm so blessed to be here. This is going to be awesome. I love it. So last night you're in Southern California playing with John Pardee. Yeah. How was that show? It was awesome. We were in uh, San Juan Capistrano, and uh, I haven't spent much time in uh, California. I guess the last time I was here or there – I was doing, oh, I went out to meet the Country Rebel Boys. I shot some videos with them, and that's that's had to been like three years ago. And uh, we uh, flew in uh, the day before yesterday and got to California, and it was beautiful and, and warm. And uh, the weather here is awesome, too. It's where do you just, live now, like currently? What, where, where do you call home? Uh, so I go back and forth a lot from Nashville to Kentucky, and I spent split my time up pretty good i might spend like half the week in kentucky half the week in nashville vice versa i'll run down and record some music or meet with some guys and get to write and that kind of thing and um where do you like better without getting yourself in trouble from the home stuff i don't know i mean uh whenever you know i first moved to nashville i i was just immersed with nashville and was like really getting in there and I was meeting really cool people and just hanging out all the time, and um, that was the first time I really got away from my parents, I guess. So, uh, right, you know, I uh, had a good time in Nashville for the past three years, and uh, really missed my family. And uh, I got to see them, you know, occasionally then, but uh, now it's like I've seen Broadway, I've been there, and I've You're done, done all done all the tourist stuff, and uh, yeah, so I, I'll still hit it. Uh, every now and then, if I got some friends in town, we'll go hit Broadway. But I like being home, and uh, I like being in the studio. So, either of those two places, and I'm I'm good. good. Or if I'm out playing, I love playing shows. I'm just sure that's what you do. What got you into music? I mean, like, what got you into singing and playing? I guess I could say uh, my dad had a rock group back in. I guess they probably ended in 2008. But anyway, um, I can remember being like 12 or 13 years old and they would have rehearsals for like three or four hours at a time and uh you know dad was always watching me you know and I, well, it was after school and everything like that so i had time i would hang out in the rehearsal rooms and uh, they'd always have like a spur guitar and acoustic guitar and uh i'd get bored enough you know two hours in i'd pick it up and just pick on it and uh I started learning how to tune a guitar by the age of 12, 
And then uh, I caught on to all the paracords they were playing. And the paracords got me learning all the songs that, that I loved. And uh, I was really into rock and roll when I was growing up. But then I got a little older. And it's like, well, I can't sing as high as those rock guys. Right. And um, I kind of settled into country. And it was country music had always been around me. Uh, my grandparents would play Johnny Cash religiously and uh, everything like that. And I really got into Waylon and Jamie Johnson and Willie Nelson, all the guys, you know, like that. The and, traditional, uh, traditional country. Yeah. And I just took off and and uh, hit the ground running with it. And I guess I was on stage for the first time when I was 14 at the Mountain Arts Center at this, like, uh, they call it Front Porch Picking, where you just walk up and sing a song and leave, and then the next person gets up, and right. then the next person gets up. But uh, I was up there. I was going to play for a girl. I was going to play the guitar while she sang, and uh, we were both on stage, and she just walked off the stage. Nervous? Yeah. Cold feet. Didn't want to perform, so I was like, well, it's just me. i got to do something. You know? Did you sing her, the song you were supposed to be singing with her because you knew it, or did you play something different? I switched it up. I, right. I pulled out uh, Folsom Prison Blues. Oh, geez. Yeah, and I uh, got a great reaction from the crowd, and uh, I feel like that right there just kind of set me off. I love the feeling of being on stage and everything like that. And Do you still play that in your set? Uh, you know, if we're running low on songs, we might You'll throw it, it in out. there? Yeah. What's your favorite cover to do? Oh, gosh. Uh, anything by Jamie Johnson or George Strait. Right. I love pulling out some George Strait. Do you find yourself listening to new country at all? I like some new country. Yeah? Yeah. It's funny because we, we get a lot of everything rolling through here. We get some traditional stuff, but I'm going to say that you're youthful as hell. Your voice is deep as hell, and you're traditional as hell, which is rare <laughs> these days. I mean, how does someone so young, like... That's what you do. How did how did you like? I understand that you grew up listening to some of it, but how how do you pick that as what you do? Was it just based on your voice because you couldn't go as high? You think that was the only thing that did it? I don't know. I mean, I've always loved uh, all the old guys, you know, and uh, was always around their music, and I didn't really have to learn their songs. It's almost like I already knew them, right? Because you uh, sang them probably while you were yeah, in your truck and stuff like that. Absolutely, and uh, I just kind of picked it up like that, but. Like I said, you know, rock and roll was kind of the first thing that, that caught me. Right. That's I realized funny. I couldn't sing like Axl Rose because at 14, Nobody I kind of had that low register already. So That I means just... your balls already dropped. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who, who's been your favorite to go out on the road with and share a stage with so far in your career? Man, um, I don't know. Uh, the Dwight shows are awesome. I love playing with Dwight Yoakam. We just played the Ryman recently, a couple of months ago. That was awesome. And uh, this past summer, I uh, played a bunch with Darius Rucker, which right. is just awesome. He's was... he's an incredible guy. And uh, Hootie. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I haven't called him that. Like, it's hard because, like, everybody calls him Hootie. And I'm like, y'all quit saying that. I'm going to call him Hootie one day when I'm around him. But, uh, yeah, he's just so cool. And uh, who else? John. John Party. Party. I played right. a few shows with with John now. And, uh, How do you get on those shows? Is it, uh, is it like your management helps you or is it a, uh, it's always different. You know, sometimes, uh, sometimes my booking agency will be like, you know, so-and-so needs somebody, uh, to play this show to open up for them and, and we'll jump on it. And that's usually how we'll kind of become acquainted with, with a headliner, you know, like, right. like those guys. And, uh, other times, uh, 
Dwight, uh, at this past Ryman, the few dates we done there, he requested us. So that was wow. that was super cool, dude. That is awesome. Yeah. Is there an artist that you like, like, if you could call and say, "Hey, man, this is who I want to go out on the road with," Jamie Johnson? Hey, I would love to play some dates with Jamie. That would be awesome. I wrote a song with Jamie Johnson a right? while back. Sitting in the same room, writing with him? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, we went over to his house, and uh, we, we had a mutual friend, and he knew I was like, you know, knew every Jamie Johnson song. He's like, oh, y'all going to hit it off. You know, let's let's get over there and write. He's like, I, and he's, he's known Jamie for like 20 years. But uh, anyway, we got in a room over at his house, and, uh, just started picking on a bunch of stuff and got a great song. Wrote for about six or seven hours. Wow. And, uh, Jamie was showing me Waylon's last Cadillac that he owned. He he had yeah, it. He has it? In his garage. He was showing it to me. And uh, I was walking out to leave, you know, and he was like, there's Waylon's last Cadillac. And I'm like, I covered my eyes. I was like, I can't even look at it. I'm getting cold chills, just freaking out. He's like, no, come over and look at it. So That's uh, kind of cool. It was awesome. I had Johnny Cash's number on the speed dial on the phone. Right. And uh, Christopherson, Willie, all that stuff. Um, But, yeah, like Jamie would be somebody I would love to go out with. I'm excited about uh, the Brooks and Dunn date coming up. I got a couple with Brooks and Dunn on a reboot those guys, tour. Those guys are as country as country gets, dude. That's right. They're a staple in country music. Yeah. They're one of the headliners up at Country Fan Fest. We always do a big thing up there in July, up in Tooele, Utah, and they're they're up there with Chris Jansen and um, Brooks and oh, and Dustin Lynch is on that as 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 well. It's kind of cool. Awesome. Heck yeah! I hadn't been up to Utah. That'd be cool. Is this your first time really playing some stuff on the West Coast? Um, I think so. Yeah, a uh, full band. We did something, or I did uh, did acoustic gig over at the. Uh, Virgin Hotel. They right. were doing the the Cowboy Revival, which is kind of centered around the NFR. Right. Yep. So we did uh, some dates in the in the hotel there, and it was. I really remember cool. that. That was just this past year, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, might have been around. It's December. Yeah, December. Yeah. Christmas time. It's a fun. You like Vegas? I love it. Uh, there's something about the the weather here. Like my hand was bleeding. Like my knuckles dry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. I was confused. I was like, why is my hand bleeding? And uh, I was talking to an artist of mine, uh, or an artist buddy of mine, and he travels a lot too. He's like, same thing happened to me. I was like, I don't know what's going on. I was like, it must be like the weather out it's there. It's super dry here. Yeah. Like, so tomorrow's supposed to get pretty nasty here. Wind. Really? You, when do you guys head out? Tomorrow or? Uh, yeah, I think we got some flights pretty early. I think like four or five in the morning. Holy shit balls. Yeah. Dude, you guys drove straight in today, went to the hotel. You didn't get to see anything yet, really, right? Not really. Yeah, we're excited about tonight, though. We get. To I think it's going to be fun. Meet the a minute bunch of new people. Uh, your dad hit me up and said something about a steel guitar, and I was like, "I'll do whatever, whatever you need. If I can get a steel guitar in here, because it's rare, it doesn't happen." And we get a fiddle in here every now and then too. And that's, that's cool. I love it when the fiddle comes. I love it when a steel guitar, like Cadillac Three, they play here quite often too, and it's nice to see those guys. Come They're through. great. They're fun. I bet they would be fun for you to go on the road with as yeah, well. A lot to learn to from those guys because. They do a little bit of everything, writing, managing, playing. Yeah. I mean, they're the like whole the whole They do everything. It's I funny when Dave, our steel guitar player, he uh, he sees that the other band's got a steel guitar. He's like, there's somebody like me, you know, because there, there's not Rare. a lot of steel guitars or fiddles yeah. anymore. I'm trying to think of, it might have been Adam Sanders. Somebody came through with, with a fiddle player, and it was a girl. And I was like, that is just 
that's badass. Yeah. It's just a whole new dynamic, just like just like the Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 people here they come in, they like to dance. We are a true honky tonk. We where we do live music usually one night a week on Friday nights. Other than that, we're only open three nights a week. It's all dancing. That's what they love to do is dance. That's awesome. So you'll get people that You know, I've noticed that about like the West Coast, yep. like uh California and and uh and here in Nevada, it's like uh people love dancing. That's like a whole community. Yeah. And it's funny, if you go from Southern California to here, they dance different. Really? Same song, but they'll do something different to it. It's really weird. So we, we have this, uh, I wouldn't say competitive is a word, but there's there's always this pushback when people come from California and they come here it's to, to, to Stonies and dance. There's a little bit of a, a, a learning curve because we don't do exactly what they do, and it's or, or vice versa. They don't do what, what we do. So it's a... But they love to dance. Man. That's cool. The, the the dancing community is crazy, crazy. When you when you did you go to Nashville the first time to write or did you go there to play? I went there to write. Um, I was going to Moorhead State University when I got out of high school, and I was in a music program up there. Really awesome program, and uh, I kind of just lost the interest maybe in my my, my general education classes, and uh, I'd wrote a bunch of songs. And uh, my professor was like, I can send some of this stuff to a guy in Nashville. Worst case scenario, he'll give you some good feedback. You sure. Know, stuff you can improve on. I was like, well, sure, you know. Uh, and I don't have anything to lose. I'm failing out of school, so uh, <laughs> it'd be cool if I got a call. But anyway, uh, he ended up, the guy he sent to was a big-time producer, and his name's Phil O'Donnell. And Phil's worked with Craig Morgan. He's Wrote hits for George Strait, Blake Shelton. It just so happened to be your teacher's buddy? Yeah. Wow. And uh, he uh, called Dad, and he's like, I'd like to write with Tyler. And I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. you know. So we went to Nashville and uh, got to do some songwriting, which was really eye-opening for me because I only ever wrote songs in my bedroom. I didn't know like the whole right. process or like. How was the first experience for you? A it was weird? awesome. It was, yeah. You loved it? We or? cut the song. It was yeah. uh called Greyhound or Slow Train. It's off the first EP, and uh, we ended up cutting it. It was me, Phil Billy, uh, Moose Brown, and uh, Shane Miner. We all wrote that song, and it was it was awesome. Wrote a bunch after that and kind of got acquainted with the people at Warner Chapel Publishing right. and signed a deal with them. Good. Are you signed to a record deal? I am. With uh, Sony. Sony. Nice. When did that happen? I guess that's been two or three years ago now. And uh, it's like a joint deal, uh, Sony and Villa Forty. Okay. Yeah, they're great guys. They take care of me. And, That's good. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited about everything. Hopefully, get some new music out. Is your goal to get onto radio? I mean, or just mm. keep doing what you're doing, or is that really not a goal per se? I'd love, you know, to be on radio. That's that's always been a dream of mine. Um, but uh, right now, I think the goal is just to make some good music and and move some people and right. maybe get there, you know, hopefully. <laughs> That's pretty crazy, man. I sit back and I think when I was your age, you're in your 20s, yeah? Yep, 25. 25 years old. When I was in my 20s, I didn't know my ass from a hole in the ground. I was still out having fun. Like, yeah. life was a little bit different. I mean, some people uh, mature a little bit different and f- find their way, which I think is yeah. neat. Dude, I think it's really, really neat that your college professor knew a guy in Nashville, and that's kind of what did it. Yeah, it's so crazy. Does anyone else in your family other than your dad do music? Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, so dad managed the band, and his twin brother was a singer. 
So, yeah, my uncle is a musician. Dad actually manages me now, so it really worked out for him. He has some background experience. You know? he, yes. I mean, did did, did that, that band make it anywhere? Were they... Man, they were close. Um, you know, they played a lot of big shows and uh, was doing really well in Kentucky, but I don't know if Kentucky back then was like the market for rock and roll. Right. And nowadays, I don't know if there is a market for rock and roll. It's kind of sad, but... It's like it is here. I mean, you we've got we used to have a music scene back here in the in the really late 19, 1990s and then into the early two thousands, and that's where the Killers came out of. Yeah, from I love here. the Killers. Oh man, uh, we had a couple other bands that kind of went, but didn't obviously get as big as the Killers did. But Vegas was Imagine Dragons is from here. Panic at the Disco is from here. Uh, Winger, uh, Mark Slaughter lives here. I mean, it's just kind of like there's. I mean, there's so much entertainment here. Yeah. It really is. There's not. I always laugh when people say they're, that they're c- coming to Vegas to see something. I'm like, what can't you see here? Because yeah. everything is here. Yeah, and you got to be good to, to get noticed in Vegas because there's so many people doing the same thing. Kind of right. like Nashville. It's you like know? Broadway. Yeah, that's what we have. A lot of artists that come through here, first timers, and they'll and they'll and they'll show me their set and it's covers. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, I don't want you to do your covers here. I mean, the, I listen. I'm not gonna pay you to fly here from Nashville to do covers because I can just hire a guy down the street that's gonna smoke your ass because that's what they do for a living. Yeah, they do it every day. Yeah, they do <laughs> yeah. it no different than Broadway. I can't. Yeah. You know, um, Chris Bandy. You know who that is? Mm-hmm. He uh, he was out here not too long ago and he hit me up and he's like, dude, come pick me up and take me down to Fremont Street. And I said, bro, I would never come to Nashville and say, hey man, pick me up and take me down to Broadway. And he's like, all right, I get it. I get it. That's yeah. why. Vegas is that way. I don't ever go down there. Uh, when I go to Nashville, I don't go to Broadway. Yeah. It's very, very rare. I, I'll go down there if there's an event or something. But other than that, I like to go to the Red Door. I like to go to Winners and Losers. Yeah. Stuff like that, you know. Yeah, my cousin turned uh, 21, so I had to give him the tour of Broadway. Right. That was a few months ago, and that, that was the first time I went to Broadway in probably a year or something. I went down there with Austin Burke one night, and he took me to um, FGL House. And right, if you're looking at the door to the left, there's a, a, a single door, and it goes downstairs into some nightclub that's yeah. underneath FGL. It's not country, dude. It's, huh. a, it's, like, it's like a Vegas nightclub. And they all laughed at me because I just stood there, and I was in awe because I don't do the nightclub thing. Yeah. Never have been, I, don't, I don't go to the pool things. I'm none of that. But I'm sitting in Nashville underneath FGL house in this nightclub going, what the am I doing here? Like this, <laughs> yeah. I don't do this in Vegas. What am I doing it here yeah. for? It was weird. But I mean, Nashville's got some neat stuff, man. Yeah. It really, it really does. I always wonder how Stonies would do there, you know, because yeah. we, we treat artists a little bit different. We pay artists a little bit different. Um, I just don't know how yeah, people would, would do great. I'm always curious if people go there and dance. I know, I know that uh, t- Taylor was doing some stuff out of Nashville Palace and I was in Nashville. He's and, a dancing machine. Yeah. <laughs> we went, we went to Nashville Palace in November. I came back for Thanksgiving. I went to Sam's house for mm-hmm. um, for Thanksgiving, and um, and I went there and watched. And it was San Diego dancing. It was the same shit they do in San Diego. That's I'm like, awesome. why would I think any different? Because the San Diego brought it to Nashville. But it's really the only place that dances in Nashville, other than Wild Horse. But that's a little yeah. bit different. Uh, I got a roommate. He goes there a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised he ain't met Taylor yet. I got to introduce them too. But right, uh, yeah. They, you- they started playing Palomino at the Palace. Really? Yeah, he was telling me about it. He's like, they're playing Palomino out here. I'm like, that's cool. That's <laughs> awesome. What's your favorite single to be a part of so far that that, that you've done? Mm, I don't know. I love all my songs. They're kind of like my babies. Uh, Do you have like a favorite? Maybe Palomino. There's yeah. something special, extra I like, special. About. I like already got one, too. I yeah. That song's great, man. Yeah, I love that song. Um, yeah, or, 
you know, I didn't write it, but uh, when I did the reboot song with Brooks and Dunn, Lost and Found, that was pretty right. remarkable. It's a tie probably between Palomino and Lost and Found, but like I said, I... Love them all. Yeah. <laughs> Any that you're not so proud of? No. No? That's not good. Yet. That's even better. <laughs> yeah. um, I like to ask this question. Uh, you know the band After Midtown? They're kind of new in, mm. in Nashville. You you might might not. I probably have. They asked me one night. Uh, I mean, when I was sitting here interviewing them, and they spitball a question right back at me, and they said, "One album, name one album that you could re-listen to for the first time again. What would it be?" So think about like you hadn't heard it. Like it's like your favorite album, but you could listen to it again for the first time and get that feeling. That one album that you listened to then just went, "Holy shit!" Like, man. Oh, I'm thinking. It's a tough question, dude. Maybe really, Johnny really. Cash Live. Yeah? Yeah. That. How come? Just there's a lot of stuff on there that just hit home? Or? Yeah. And, it, um, you know, most of them are kind of fast-paced, but some of the lyrics in those songs are just crazy good, just got so much grit to it and, and truth. And, um, you know, it wasn't his best sounding record, but you could right. feel the energy out of that place. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's nuts to me. It's electricity i love it <laughs> what is there a venue out there that you look forward to playing as an artist like a venue that you could just go god you know i've seen this or i've watched a show there or i've seen it on youtube and it's just an, a venue that i've that, that i just want to play oh man um besides stonies <laughs> not brownie the opry like yeah. I mean, everybody. The Opry, right? I'd love to play the Opry, yeah you'll get there i mean shit you've already played the ryman a lot of, yeah, a lot of people do that the opposite way yeah I mean, I love the rhyme, and that was a awesome a neat experience. Room. Yes, that's a neat room. I've been there a few times. Uh, backstage is no backstage; it's very <laughs> yeah. tiny, but yeah. the room is is iconic. Yeah, in that sense. But the opera would be freaking cool. Everybody's, yeah, everybody's got on that stage for the most part. The Johnny Cash show was filmed there. I never knew that at I, the Ryman. Yeah, was it really? I guess every episode was. Yeah, they had a, the Johnny Cash room, and it kind of talked about it a little bit. It's so cool. What's your favorite food to eat? Dang. Um, yeah, I'm picking your brain. Chicken wings. Chicken wings. Yeah. Flats or drums? Oh, man. Or do you not care? And I don't care. I like either one. See, I don't eat drums. Really? Nope. Nope. Yeah. We go to a place here in town called Jason James Pizza Bistro, and I walk in, and if the owner doesn't see me, I'll order my wings, and I'll order them flat, plain, hot sauce on the side, and the ticket will come back, and he'll walk out. And he's like, I knew you were here, and just come out and say hi. There's something cool about flats, though. I feel like the drumsticks, you get a little more gristle on them. Yeah. Yeah, there's something nice bone. and clean about the flats. Yeah, I, think. I yeah. like those. When you're, when you're, when you're home in um, Kentucky, uh, not doing music, not hanging out with family, what's something you love to do? What's your pastime thing mm. you just dig? You hunt? Do you it's, fish? Yeah. I mean, I, I can get into hunting. I've missed uh, turkey season the past couple of times. I'm hoping to get it this spring. Uh, that's one of them for sure. Um, it sounds cliche, but I, I love having a family over and all my friends and getting the fire pit out and, you know, getting some wood and just hanging out just around chilling. it and barbecuing, that kind of thing. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Burning up a PlayStation. Just, yeah, just shooting the crap. Burning up a PlayStation. What's yeah. that mean? Playing games? Just playing it, yeah. What do you guys play? What's your game? Um, Man, uh, Call of Duty. I'll yeah. burn up some Call of Duty. I can't play that game. Really? I don't like the first-person stuff when all you can see is this and it goes. I, it yeah. makes me nauseous. I yeah. can't do that. 
You got to get in the settings. You can dial it back to where the camera comes further back. That's yeah. what I do. You get a bigger view too. You can see around you. But uh, I get frustrated. I'll play and level up, and then I get to a point where everybody in the lobby is just too good. I get frustrated. Then right. I just quit. Yeah, I'll play it for a couple months, and I'm done. When I buy, buy a new game, <laughs> I'll do like some sports games on PlayStation. I just got a PS5 not too long ago, and I bought um, the golf game. So I started playing golf a lot. That'd be fun. I play online with a couple of my buddies. We put our headsets in, and we just kind of like talk shit back and forth. It's it is fun. It's That'd just, be a fun game to drink beer and play. Oh, so my buddy Sparky, good old Sparky, we were playing one night. Me, him, and my my other buddy Tim, all at our own homes. Uh, Sparky decided it'd be really cool to drink a bottle of Four Roses by himself. Oh my god! And play golf. And he was a shit-talking fool to the point where... I hope you recorded that. Oh, no. I bet it was funny. No, I probably should. Well, I got the text messages because those were on fire because I quit answering my phone. He would call me because something was happening where we couldn't all talk. Yeah. Something kept happening, so he would call, and I'm like, I'm done talking, so he would just talk shit through text. He was pretty hammered, though, but it was... I want to... I don't even know if I, I might have won that night. I probably didn't, but because I don't really drink at yeah. all. It's very, very rare. If I'm frustrated, I'll, I'll have a drink. Um, but that's, that's, that's about it. Um, but that, that particular night, he was, it was fun. And I played with Austin Burke. Uh, yeah. I did for a while until I just kept whooping his ass. Then he was like, <laughs> oh, I had to get rid of the game because I didn't have any space on my PlayStation. I was yeah. like, dude, come on. That's the best games, though. Like, the, the ones you can play with other people. Yeah. Can't go wrong with Madden. That one's no. too. I, I haven't. Me and my buddy Rocky played a lot of Madden t- together. Do you know Asian Jason from... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I'm going to tell you a little story about Asian Jason. I'm going to throw him under the bus so hard. So whenever he comes to town, he stays at my house. Um, so we were playing Madden one, one day. And we're, I used to have this, uh, this couch that was just... Um, it was like the couch was all this. So everyone would just lay on it. And we were playing Madden. And I was just one of those games where I was whooping his ass. Oh, yeah. It wasn't yeah. fun. Motherfucker got up and turned the game off. Oh, no. <laughs> you can tell when somebody's getting upset, too, because, like, uh, you're both kind of talking crap to each other, and then they just kind of quit talking crap. Right. You're like, oh, he's getting upset. Yeah. And you're just laughing. It, it was so <laughs> weird. But I've noticed that game that they have some sort of setting on there or something that that it doesn't matter what you do, you're just going to kill him. doesn't matter. You're going to win. And it was one of those games, everything I threw, my guy would catch, and he was just getting so pissed, oh, so man. pissed. And I, He literally got up, shut the game off, and cried like a little girl. And then uh, I think we played like a week or two later, and he uh, he was whooping my ass. So I just went up and I turned the game off. He goes, what are you doing? I said, ah, learned behavior, buddy. I learned it from you. Yeah, y'all, but, got, y'all got to get the best two out of three now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we probably should. I need to play a little bit I haven't more. seen Jason in a long time. I was thinking about him uh, whenever I was playing California because they were doing the tailgates. That's yep. something different. That, Like back home, nobody really tailgates before a concert. So it's really cool to see that. And I know Jay, he'll, uh, he'll DJ. DJ a yep. lot at the tailgate. We bring him out here every now and then when, when we have a hole and we need to fill it. We'll, we'll bring him up here. We flew him up to Idaho a few times to play up in Idaho uh, to DJ for us. And like I said, when he comes to town, he'll crash at my house and that's he awesome. A- he actually, so that that old saying that Asians can't drive. Yeah. This is fair because I had a, a two-seater Razor. I was on my dirt bike, and we were going to a place here in town called the Pioneer. It's a 40-minute ride through the desert. I'm on my dirt bike. Jason, actually, we left the house, and Taylor was driving. Jason was riding shotgun. Well, about halfway through, they switched, and Jason was driving. So Jason was coming down this hill like this, going like two miles an hour, and he rolled the Razor. Oh, no. Yeah, that's put the his, worst. Put his arm out. Got this big old thing on his arm. Oh, you can't put your arm. Out. No. <laughs> so I always call him, uh, uh, yeah, the crazy Asian driver that goes two miles an hour and rolls a razor. <laughs> like that just doesn't happen. So 
He I, can't. I just bought a new razor not too long ago. I took him out for a ride, and he's he's as the joke. He's like, "You want me to drive?" I'm like, "Absolutely not." Yeah, that's no. the worst. Like, um, when you buy something new, because we bought a razor, and when you're going through trails and stuff, you're gonna have a limb scratch, sure, or flip it. We flipped ours, you know, a time or two, but uh, that's the worst. The first scratch on one. Yeah, I'm uh kind of hoping that doesn't i don't i don't want to roll mine yeah i just uh we i bought a, a four-seater turbo s it is so much fun it is badass but i'm also old and i don't want to wreck and i don't want to hurt myself yeah. i still ride my dirt bike and that's enough danger for me but the the, the razors are fun man things yeah, like a damn old. cadillac i bet it's fun to drive around here because like we we got the trails back home like the river and that kind of thing and I burnt them up. I'd love to see what it's like out here. Yeah, it's desert for day. I can literally leave my house. We're actually going tomorrow. Uh, about I think probably about ten in the morning. We're gonna head out to Good Springs again, and it's just a fun ride. Like we yeah. ride out to State Line, fill up with gas, and we go to the the bar in Good Springs, eat something, and then we come back home. It's like a four it's hour awesome. turn. It's fun, and there's a bunch of us that go, so it's a good time. We all have the headsets and we talk the whole yeah. way, so it's dope. I just know that Jason can't drive anymore. I got no. I just got to keep putting that in there. The only thing he's really really good at is DJing and sushi. Yeah, dude, make some sushi. Yeah, he's, he needs to take me fishing sometime. Right? I would love that. I ain't never fished in the ocean. I'm I did it sick. once, and that was enough. I got sick. Really? Yeah. Can you do cruises? I did one. I did all right on the cruise. I I went um, overseas, and I went to. Um, Flew into Heathrow in London, and then we went all through France, Italy, Spain on a boat, and it was it was cool. It sounds I, like an awesome cruise. Yeah, it didn't bother me. I mean, uh, the water, but out we went to La Jolla. The smaller boats, probably right. Dude, it was just this the whole time, and the Dramamine didn't work, and I it, I just wasn't in good shape. Not my cup of tea. But I had a boat up until about a year ago. I sold it during COVID. I was surfing. That's all. I love going That's out awesome. on Lake Mead here and surf. I'll do that all day long. That don't That's bother awesome. me. I don't know nothing about surfing. That would be something cool to get it's into. It's fun. I'm going to get another boat one of these days, and you'll come back out here again. I keep telling people this. I'm going to get another one. But the water's going down here, so I'm just, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. The surfing is fun, dude. That'd be sick to try one day. I'd probably wipe out. You don't get hurt. <laughs> don't Really? Dude, you're only going 11 miles an hour. Any worry about sharks? Not at the lake. Yeah, right. No. <laughs> yeah, right. Catfish shark, maybe, or a carp shark, but yeah, yeah, no, no. It's still weird when you sit out in the middle of an open body of water. You always worry. Yeah. In the back of your mind, you're like, man. Well, Muskies. It's not anything. Something with teeth. Yes, yes. Snapper. Yeah. We and got snappers the, back home, but. The catfish out there are huge. Really? Yeah, and the carp are huge. By the dam, they're huge. They're saying they're bigger than people. Oh, man. That's too big of a We fish. had some big carp in our farm pond. They're probably three or four feet long. I watched that noodle and shit not too long ago, and I don't understand that either. Those people that put their hand in a thing and the fish grabs it and yeah, they pull it out. Yeah, that's too much work. You have to take a shower after that. <laughs> and I would just rather throw a line in. Right. It, it'd be it. something to try. There's got to be something to it if everybody's, you know, doing it. Dude, let's talk about all your videos that you do and the fun stuff that you do. How'd you get started with all that? Are you just a natural-born character like that? or? I guess. Yeah, most of it is just me during COVID being bored. That's really when I started doing TikTok because, like, I was really slow to get on it. Right. And uh, I like social media. I love it, but... Um, I've I've always been kind of an introvert, you know. I didn't, you know, really know how to do social media. But uh, during COVID, I had a lot of time to 
just sit and be bored. So I was like, I'm going to make a video. And uh, I would just come up with the stupidest stuff. And it seems like the, it's the stupid stuff that just goes so viral, like all the silly videos. And uh, I would think that people see that you're human when you do that because we're, we all have a quirky side. Yeah. Everybody does. Yeah. Some people, they just don't let other people see it. But yep. I would watch your videos in the beginning and be like, dude, he's... He's, I'm sure he's just like this. It's like yeah. you didn't seem like you were acting to be that way. No. Yeah. Sometimes it's. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I, I get into the video and it's like I want people to think I'm being serious, and then sometimes it's like I want them to not think I'm serious at all. So it's always like a feeling out process. But it's been a while since I posted anything. I need to get back on the you TikTok. Do. I, you do, and I'm gonna get you some Stony shirts so you can wear. We gotta them. make some Stonies TikToks, dude. We got, let's do it. I'm yeah. in, and we gotta do a lot of these where we flip people off. And I'm sure at some point tonight we'll call Kevin and Darren on Facetime and see if we can get them to do a shot with yeah, us. Yeah, they're gonna say it's time to do the shot, yeah. <laughs> and they'll have like six people on the Facetime. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would get those every now and then. I'm like, dude, you guys are calling the wrong because I don't, yeah. I don't drink. But New Year's, I don't, maybe not this past year's the New Year's prior. I got a phone call from them, and I just. I don't drink. Yeah. And I'm not going to do one shot. What's the point? Yeah. When when I play with Darius, uh, he wants everybody. He's like, well, he hi- highly encourages everybody to come and take a shot like before his show. And uh, it's almost like saying grace before a meal. Sure. You know? and, uh, but it's cool because he'll do like Gatorade shots or sweet tea or, you know, Jim Beam. He's just got all this stuff. Random. Some of it's non-alcoholic, so that's nice, you know. Well, yeah, sure, because it doesn't pressure anybody. Yeah. You know what's funny is um, Michael Ray was here not too long ago. And Michael's I was telling, awesome. Yeah, he's, he's one of those drinking guys. Um, I was telling him about there's a girl here. Her name is JC, and she uh, uh, she makes the best green tea shots ever. You ever had one? uh uh-uh. You will tonight. Heck it's yeah. It's Jameson, uh, peach snaps, and a little bit of Sprite. But sounds good. <laughs> the way she makes them, it tastes nothing like Jameson. They're That's like, awesome. They're, but anyway. I like green tea. It's probably be good. It is good. <laughs> I, was, I was telling Michael at dinner, we were like shooting shit about something, and I told him about him. So he goes, we'll have them before the, before the shot. I said, cool. So I brought him back, and they went to do the shot, and they stopped. And they went, what the fuck? Like, this is your drink, and you're not going to drink with us? I'm like, dude, I don't drink. He's like, oh, so you'll drink with Jared Neiman, and you'll drink with Stephen Barber, yeah. but you won't drink with Michael Ray. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so I drink with That's him. That's awesome. It's I very- can't drink with Jared Neiman. Dude, nobody you. can. Yeah, I can't hang nobody. with him. <laughs> My favorite story with him is he showed up here, walked in the back door. Uh, I think Love and Theft was playing. And he shows up, and I went, what's up, dude? He goes, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. I go, dude, what can I get you to drink? And his response whatever's next and i go i don't know what that is he goes whatever's next i go dude help me help you tell me what (laughs) what do you want and he goes whatever's next i go dude i don't know what the hell you're i don't know what that means like i'm getting frustrated because i'm like i don't know what that means he goes whatever you put in my hand that's what's next i was like oh dude you got a problem you drink way too much (laughs) way way yeah yeah he's a he's a tank yeah jared's awesome i've wrote i've wrote with jared a little bit yeah he's he's cool he made a mean steak one day. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, we got a good song. He's a good dude, man. I think 99.9% of the people that roll through here have been good people, man. Yeah. Yeah, your your industry is, you're in with the good click. I'm not saying there's a bad click per se, but you got some good people around you, which is neat. I didn't realize that was your dad until today. Yeah. I would have guessed him to be your brother more than anything. That's what everybody says, yeah. yeah. That's right. That's awesome. Seems like the guys that are, you know, up and a little bit up on in their career i feel like they know like how lucky they are and like you know they they, i think most of them are just so 
I don't know. I would say humbled. I'm humbled to right. be here and and to be traveling and playing music I love and you're meeting all these people. You're getting yeah. paid to do what you love to do. It's rare. Yep. It really is. I think that's the neatest thing is people that I, I hope that whatever level they get to, they don't ever forget that. That's right. It's an important piece. Dude, thanks for the time today. Thank you, Toe. This is awesome. <laughs> Tell people how to find you online. All right, y'all. Uh, I got TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube. All that good stuff. Just type in Tyler Booth Music on any of those apps and you'll find me. Dude, that was awesome. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you.